This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. What is up, you guys? And welcome back for another episode of the Annoy Not Offended podcast. As always, I am your host, Sydney, discussing the latest and greatest in the news of what has gotten on my nerves this week because y'all know for sure it was something. Um, sorry about not doing an episode last week, but it was sort of the holiday, Thanksgiving. So I was celebrating with family and friends, eating plenty of scrumptious turkey and ham. You know, I like to grow up and be off work. So I was really just relaxing and also causing a bit of chaos, but mostly relaxing. That's what a majority of my holiday week was spent doing. But you guys, I am checking in. It's just me this episode. So catching back up per usual, I am still in the works of getting bigger and better guests. I recently made a post on our social media page as well about submitting your pitches. If you want to be a guest on the show, you think you got it, you want to hear yourself on the Annoyed Not Offended podcast, and you can pitch us. So send us a nice little email at annoynotoffended at gmail.com. But let's get into this week's episode, starting off with the very first segment we have fed up or up so for any new listeners you guys this is the segment where when I typically have guests I allow them to share what gets under their skin because what better way to get in to get to know a person than what gets on their nerves but since this is just me this week we'll catch up and I will talk about what got on my nerves because for sure it was something so you guys I just want to know why is being alive so expensive like I saw a joke recently about how your parents will always say they didn't have any money even if you knew it was like okay it's the first it's the 15th like I know they just got paid but they were right they did not have any money to spend or to just give away like I am in a single income household I am the only person in my household that pays the bills but eats and runs up the light bill and stuff like that it's just me and interestingly enough when I was looking into articles online as of 2021 28 percent of Americans live alone wasn't very common back in the day um during the 1960s it was just 13 percent and then by 1980 it was 23 percent but again to take this into context 28 percent is actually 11 million so yes single income households not even so much just like living alone but even if you're like a single parent it's it's quadruple since the 1960s and a lot of adults identify as single as well 31 percent of U.S. adults identify as single so when you think about it, we all just really taking care of ourselves. 
Isn't that scary? It's frightening. I don't. To think people are going through what I'm going through. That's crazy. Now, I'm not to say that I can't afford to take care of myself. I would just like to be able to afford it more. Like, you know, have some little, what they say, rainy day money a little bit more. I would love to have that. But even as I was getting more and more into it, like, well, you know, single, single income households, I got to take into some other factors as well. I'm a black woman. And you know, within our own single income households, we make significantly less money than anybody else. So, you know, over our lifetimes, it's women and again, black women in particular who often bear the biggest financial load of single life. And that's crazy. We are like the fastest growing population of educated Americans yet. Here we are not making any money like what that is ridiculous and I just kept reading more into this and I was like damn I'm really getting fed up now me wanting to also be that person who you know I'm fed up but I'm gonna do my due diligence recently I took the liberty of downloading the NerdWallet app which is actually kind of nice because it's like a banking app but not a banking app so it connects to like any different accounts that you have but you also can like put in your bills as well as any loans or insurance payments things of that nature that you have to do and it helps you like create a budget and it just shows exactly where your money is going which I think is a lot of the times where we or I fuck up Like, you know, I remember a while ago I had the chance to meet with a financial advisor and I have to go back to her and meet with her again. But when we actually sat down and I pulled out my bills and told her how much I was spending on stuff, I was like, wait a minute, this sounds real wild saying this out loud and actually seeing where everything is going, like just in terms of utilities, just in terms of entertainment, just in terms of like necessities, like you really have to look at it at least that's how it is for me you know I saw somebody also say I gotta I gotta stop pretending that real life is in real life and I think sometimes that's how I operate like I know I'm a living breathing human being I'm not gonna get existential on you guys like that today but I still be like okay like I can do this I can do that but with bills and money and stuff like nah baby even though it takes so much like I feel like as people at least me you work so hard make your money it's good when it's coming in but then when you also have to spend it it's like wait a minute this is crazy like it's gone just like that but that's the thing so getting back to my original point of me trying not to be as fed up with my spending habits when I downloaded nerd wallet it's helped So I would make that recommendation. Any people that are listening, you should do it. Um, Even then, it shows you if you're overspending or underspending, which I honestly love because I'm like, oh, yep, save more money than I did last month. Yep. So that's very, very, very helpful. And again, I'm going to try not to be as fed up with how much shit just costs in general because that's life. You have to move past that. Gonna have to keep living and breathing, you know, having running water and food in the fridge. So I'm doing what I can. Bear with me. Okay, 
moving on to the main segment of the show we have the make it make sense segment so for this week's segment y'all let's talk about grudges I don't know why it's taking me so long to do this episode but I'm excited for this I feel like I've been having more conversations with people about just reconnecting with people taking accountability righting our wrongs and I was just thinking a lot about damn grudges and why does holding a grudge get such a bad rep now by grudge I mean a persistent feeling of ill will or resentment resulting from a past insult or injury now in layman's terms the grudge is basically resentment because you've been wronged and we've always been told that holding a grudge is bad for you it like you know it lessens your lifespan bad on your heart it's just bad on everything you should not hold a grudge you will not get anywhere with any hate in your heart now I'm not saying you know it should be to that extent but I think holding a grudge can bring a few benefits, you know. Um, grudges can present a vast amount of opportunities. At least that's what I think. And like I said before, I am not saying you should look up every two seconds and you got it out for somebody that may have just been having a bad day that day or you should just be regularly in range with everybody and just fully fuming every time somebody does the slightest thing to tick you off no people can also change and return to your life ready to make amends apologize and you know do their due diligence in gaining that trust back and gaining that like um kind of like you know just just being present back in your life but I did find an article that perfectly outlined my own thoughts and perspectives on why I think, you know, like I said, holding a grudge might be beneficial. Again, hear me out, y'all. Hear me out. So I'm just going to give you some background. In my own past history with grudges, I don't personally think I am big on holding grudges, but I don't like people hurting my feelings. I don't. I'm not sensitive, but I feel like once somebody has crossed that path of making me feel sad and kind of feel just like shitty about myself, I don't want to return to that feeling. And I always have the notion that if, you know, if somebody hurts you once, they may do it again. Not so much just out of intentionality but it it may just be a thing they may know how to press that one button and get you riled up like nobody before and history again repeats itself frequently now I'm all now what's crazy is I'm less of holding a grudge towards people in my own life but I'm pretty bad as a friend about holding grudges against people who've done my friends wrong. So if my friend comes to me and say, oh my God, me and so-and-so so got into it because she said this about me and, you know, she just brought up this past stuff and she just kind of threw it in my face, then I'm definitely going to hate them. 
from then on out, if any of my friends, even about a guy, anything, if any of my friends tell me about somebody that has wronged them, I'm like, do not let them back into your life. They are shit. You are perfect. You were doing nothing but the best. Like this person is just terrible. Leave them alone. Now I can say I have gotten better at that as I've gotten older, just because you really don't know what people are willing to deal with and you weren't there to fully experience it. So you you didn't see both sides. You can only take into perspective what you know. So a lot of times you could just tell people, you know, I want the best for you, move forth how I think you should, whether you forgive that person or whether you don't speak to them again. I'm getting there. But like I said before, don't tell me that. And ex- don't tell me anything bad about a person expect me to be all ears because I'm just like, no. And again, like I said, y'all, I really only hold baby grudges. It takes a lot to upset me. If anything, I'll just ignore you for as long as I can. And just like, you know, just whatever. Be better. Yes. Move on. Be better. Yes. But getting back into what I was discussing before. Like I said, I think holding grudges can be beneficial. And in essence, you, what grudges do is they help you redefine your boundaries, what exactly you want out of your relationships, whether it is a friendship, whether it is romantically, whether it is with your family, platonically, like even at a job, it just makes you redefine this is exactly what I want this is that boundary that that person crossed this is what I need this is how I can make sure that doesn't happen again so five times holding a grudge can be good for you and I looked up this article on Britco and they actually um they actually quoted a I believe therapist so this is actually somebody within you know the medical practice that is actually bringing in that research and knowledge to back some things that I think are very 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 true so with holding grudge like I said you learn when to set and stick to your boundaries like how was I wronged in the situation? Did somebody cross a boundary I already established? Or was this something I realized later on, hey, I wasn't comfortable with? Like, think about that. What exactly the person did to cross the line? And take into consideration, wow, you know, they went out of their way to do something that they knew for sure would hurt me or that it was something that I myself hadn't addressed therefore it wasn't effectively established when I started a relationship with the person like they would have never known that was a boundary um it helps you take the time to take space away to process it so grudges give you time apart from a relationship to help you find more clarity because when you hold a grudge you're not trying to talk to the person and be in a face you're taking time away and a lot of times you need that time to regroup you needed to come together and not just be in that person's face because you know a lot of times you can say stuff like just in the spur of the moment just because of whatever reaction the person got out of you or any other elements like if you're just having a bad day and they happen to do something and you just realize oh my god there were all of these other little 
uh, microaggressions from the universe that just kind of set everything off and into play. You realize that and you're a little bit calmer when you're to yourself. You might be making a pros and cons list of why you should hold this grudge, why you shouldn't, things like that. You had that time to regroup, be silent. Silence is really, really, really good. Um, now, this is actually a part that they included that I don't think it's so much about like holding a grudge, but it's more so about letting go of a grudge. But when you take that time apart and you learn to see another perspective, if anything, this is when you hold yourself accountable and think more about how you played into what occurred. And that's something that I did recently, y'all. It was hard. It's very hard. Because I was like, oh my gosh, I was wrong in this situation. So like, I wasn't really holding a grudge, but I was still like, well, what exactly did I do wrong? Was I just like being my usual self? But no, I was acting from a place of hurt and anger, which is what caused me to go off the rails and do something that I, I normally wouldn't have done. So I had to grow up and see the perspective of being like, hey, I could have just handled that like a normal adult and had a regular conversation. But since I was holding a grudge, I didn't see it that from, from that light and that perspective, which is, again, something you have to do to be honest with yourselves, y'all. Like, I keep telling y'all, holding a grudge might be worse at. Um... The last two things were you deepen your own self-love, you know, holding a grudge or not backing down can be a method to reestablish love for yourself. You know, when you have a grudge against a person because they've done you wrong, you've realized, hey, what they've done has put my own self-worth into perspective and I feel like they didn't respect me. Therefore, if I have enough respect for myself, I'm done with them. I don't want to talk to them no more or I don't want to talk to them for a while until they come back and they've showed me that they've changed like wow that's a lot it's a big step but it's something that I feel like it occurs and you know when you stand up for yourself and what you believe in don't you come out the bigger person I mean unless it's just some flat out bullshit like not to say that people can't be wrong when they're going through that but when again just thinking about that process of how somebody wronged you it was obviously something that you did not like that conflicted with whatever values that you have for yourself so move on um last but not least I love how they saved this one for last y'all Holding a grudge can help you improve your communication skills. The most important takeaway. While feeling a nagging sense of resentment or anger towards someone is never good, learning how to overcome it and develop your communication skill is a great opportunity to grow, which I think is perfect because, again, When you're spending that time away from the person, calling yourself pissed off at them, you're thinking more about like, okay, after I've done all these steps, how did I play into this? Like, 
even then, what caused it to bubble over to the point that I just can no longer speak to this person anymore? Or if I see them anymore, I'm just like flush with anger or it just brings up this bad vibe. And within that moment, you just come to the realization that, hey, I got to learn to communicate more about my boundaries. Like, you know, you all really learn how to navigate your relationships so differently when you take more into perspective of why certain things happen and why you were upset and what could have been done differently to prevent everything you have a better outlook and all in all again you guys I think these are some really good five steps and they do show how holding a grudge can be beneficial. Now, I'm not saying hold the grudge forever until you feel your chest tightening and your arm hurting. And nah, don't give yourself a heart attack or anything like that from holding the grudge. But still use it as a time to reconnect and reevaluate that relationship with that person. You know, think more about it in depthly. It can change. You can realize, hey, I really, it's really no need for a grudge. It's just a hell of a lot of resentment. And then boom, you release it and let it go. And then you move on and you're healthier. Yes, that's that's what I want for you guys. It's supposed to be 2022, people. Don't be living your life like that. Moving on to the very last segment of the show we have you are drove so disclaimer for my nine st louisans drove is a term for mad sad confused or just plain oblivious to a situation or a person or just thinking hey ooh, lord i didn't hit my headphones oh my goodness um just being plain oblivious to thinking a situation will work out in your favor because OMG, it's not always like that. We all been drove. But this week's You Are Drove goes to none other than Joel Osteen, the pastor of like, you know, all of the mega churches. But y'all, they found cash and checks stashed at his Houston mega church. Now, you know, Joel Osteen, he's been in the news before for some really seedy, conniving things. I really don't think you should trust a white man with this amount of money. But here we are. Um, But you guys, at the beginning of this month, December, a plumber doing repair work at his Lakewood church found hundreds of envelopes of cash and checks hidden in the wall of the um church and police like the houston police department are actually investigating the discovery because they think it is likely connected to a massive 2014 theft at the church hmm interesting but you know what though church is good for some scandal like what's that tv show that used to be on oh my mama used to watch it yeah Oh my gosh, I can picture the name of it, but it was always, it was some drama. She used to be telling me about the show and I'm like, girl, I could never watch that because it sounds like a soap opera, but she used to love it. And my mama also used to love Joel Osteen, but I'm trying to, trying to steer her away from that path. But back to the story at hand, the police say that evidence from the recovered checks suggests that the envelopes are, like I said, connected to, um, undisclosed amounts of money that was stolen and they said at the time 
of the theft, back in 2014, it was reported that between $600,000 to $200,000 in cash and $400,000 in checks was taken from a church safe. But that's really interesting. How ironic would it be that uh, somebody would steal that much money and then put it in the walls of the church? Like, that don't really add up to me. That sounds like some type of like insurance fraud or something crazy. But basically, the discovery was made when a man who identified himself himself as a plumber um, actually called the police and reported it. And um, the same plumber ironically called the radio station. He said, hey, y'all, I got the tea. Um, but he called the Houston radio station 100.3 The Bull and shared the story. And he basically said there was a loose toilet in the wall and we removed the tile. Went to go remove the toilet and I moved some insulation away and about 500 envelopes fell out of the wall. So think about that, though, like you just a plumber doing your job and some just wonky like, you know, you just break something and you're like, what the hell? And it's just money. And they said that the same caller, he said that he contacted the maintenance supervisor and turned the money in. And that is crazy because, again, though, that's a hell of a lot of money. in cash and $400,000 in checks. That, that's damn near half a meal stashed in a church. That's all, that's like a meal that's stashed in a church wall. What? Um, Currently, Crime Stoppers of Houston has offered $25,000 in reward money for information leading to an arrest. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, I'm not going to say if I was the plumber, I would have turned that money in, though. Like, I would have took maybe, maybe like five envelopes. <laughs> it's about to be the holidays, y'all. Don't judge me. It's about to be the holidays. We paying taxes. I just got my personal property. T- like, what? I would have took some. And it's Joel Osteen. How can you feel bad for him? His church brings in, like, it's a mega million dollar franchise i i have never heard anything that the man has said but i know he racking in them coins and i know he wouldn't have missed anything so i just would have took it maybe left a note anonymously like oh, i found somebody's found this money but it's no way in hell i would have been calling a radio station and calling the police does that sound mm. Very, very, very wild. I hope they uncover some more dirt, though. Like, I feel like it's going to lead to something a little bit larger than what we expected. But, yeah, don't look. Yeah, I heard it here first. Um, I'm not connected, though, because if I was, I would be getting that $25,000 reward. But, anywho, you guys, that is it for this week's episode. Um, This was fun. I love checking back in with y'all and just giving you a good old one-on-one session um but as always as somebody who is a avid complainer 
I actually don't mind hearing the complaints of others, but only when it is right. Let me judge your annoyances, both big and small, to see if you should be annoyed or offended. And make sure to email them um, to annoynotoffended at gmail.com. Thanks again, you guys, for tuning in. Bye. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.